0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast, my name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who shares my love for cookie ice cream sandwiches, Brian Siegel. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. It's actually ironic I do not like cookie ice cream sandwiches. Wait, I'm what? I'm not a big ice cream guy. But,
0: but, yeah, but you, shared, wait, you shared the thing in, the, in, the, in our group chat.
1: I shared a picture. It doesn't mean that I like I them necessarily. Wait, I swear we
0: talked about this, because Ben was like, oh, Klondike, ice cream sandwiches are the best, and you are like, nah, that's a bad take, and I agreed. I thought you liked the cookie ones.
1: Well, I was saying like if there was one that I would like, like I was uh, saying, Klondike's. if, there, so if there was one,
2: it's it's the most. We're
1: past that. You haven't you haven't been introduced <laughs> yet, Ben. Okay, you're <laughs> not even you're not even in the You're giving terrible takes, yet.
2: and I have to defend myself.
1: No, no, Klondikes are terrible. But if it was a good sandwich, it would be the like you know the two cookies with the ice cream in the middle, oh, man. And, like the picture I post. If I remember, I'll put a picture on the, the they so the, good. Uh, episode description. Uh, I'm not a big ice cream person, so like I'm kind of uh, I'm kind hmm. of biased. Okay, it's an unfair assessment. Really, for Klondike's too, although Klondike's just suck. But, of course, the third member of our podcast here today is Ben O'Brien. Ben, well, first of all, Happy New Year to all the viewers at home, but Happy New Year to you specifically, Ben, too. Thank
2: you, Brennan. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'd be happier if you didn't have to bring in that Klondike bar slander right off the bat but
1: i actually didn't do it i didn't do it that was trevor all
2: right well whatever both of you are wrong i mean uh, whatever we're not gonna we are not we will not get into it but so, you know what klondike, i'm heated klondike bars man bars are good we're a minute and a half in know? and now I'm, I'm heated i'm heated i'm personally offended by the, the, that take <laughs>
1: trevor you don't need to you don't need to sugarcoat it no pun oh intended to, Brand, to, to have
2: you ever had the reese's klondike bar oh they're so good
1: here's the thing the klondike ice cream is bad Dude, no, it's not yeah like, you can put flavorings in it. I guess that makes it better, you know? Like, if you put Reese's flavoring on anything, that makes it better, you know?
2: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
1: See, I, th- I think bars I mean, I mean, like, are fine. We're getting on a whole tangent. Fine, this a sports
0: podcast. But not as good let's, as let's, other... Let's
1: get, let's, let's get down to the, the, the meat and bones here of this uh, this Meat pod, and potatoes? Because uh, the three of us haven't been on a podcast together in over two weeks. And we, we took off for the first time, I... When was the last time, Trevor? We missed an episode. I think it was back in 2019 when we took like a a break for the holidays. Yeah.
0: So I mean, for the holidays, we we took a f- quite a few weeks off, and then we did our holiday special. Um, I think that yeah, might, but that was in be, 2019. That was a long time. Be the ago. last time.
1: Yeah. So so content coming out every week, and we're not stopping. We're gonna keep on going. But that's besides the point. We're all back together now today, Trevor. We got a lot of college basketball to talk about. A lot of different things to update on. Where should we start off today? Yeah,
0: you know, in, in college basketball, obviously, you know, d- December, you know, it was wasn't wasn't necessarily a great month as far as like, uh, you know, sports and teams being able to play all their games. You know, you had a lot of postponements. Had you have teams on pauses, but it's a new year. You know, I'm trying to keep the energy positive here, and there's still so many great storylines I think in college basketball happening, despite the fact that you know over hundred teams have been on pause at one point or another despite the fact that there yeah. are postponed games. but I wanted to the first thing I want to talk about today is the race in the SEC because I think the SEC which is is the best conference in college football, also I, I'm not gonna say it's the best conference in college basketball yet, but it's definitely up there. I think it's probably top three and it's you know it's it's on the rise. Uh, you know there are really I would say five teams that are really elite all in the top 25. Uh, right now that all have a great chance to win this conference, and I think all have a great chance to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, the the top team in the SEC in terms of their ranking right now is Auburn. Uh, They're ranked number 11. They're 12-1. and Uh, They're coming off a a really good win over LSU who was undefeated uh, before that loss. Um, LSU would be be another one of those teams. Ranked 16th. You have uh, Tennessee Volunteers. They're ranked 14th. And then you have Kentucky and Alabama um, in there, Kentucky right now at 18th, Alabama 19th in the country, respectively. Those two teams were the preseason favorites, Kentucky and Alabama. You know, some people would argue Kentucky, some would argue Alabama. But now there's three other teams that are right in the mix uh, for that race. So those are the five teams Auburn, Kentucky, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. Any one of the five can win the SEC. They all are fun to watch. Um, you know, pretty much all of them have really good coaches. I mean, you just look across the board and I'm just really excited to see how this race uh, pans out. I mean, Auburn has probably the single best NBA prospect on their team in Jabari Smith, who I get a chance to really sit down and watch, I think, for the first time on Wednesday against LSU. He's like a 6'10", a big man who can step out, shoot the three ball. I think he's shooting like 45% from three so far this season, which is nuts. Um, And he's definitely going to be a top five, I would say. Uh, almost certainly a top three pick in this upcoming NBA draft. He's really someone to look out for. And then obviously we know about Kentucky with Calipari and Alabama now with Nate Oates. He's really, you know, come right in and the recruiting has been super solid for them. So they're a strong team with great guards. And then you have LSU, you know, they're another team who up to this point was undefeated. They're a really good team. And then you have Tennessee who, who has this like really good front court and they've, you know, had a couple statement wins. They just beat Arizona who was um, you know, in the top, I think, five or six before that loss. So, really good race in SEC. I'm excited to see how it pans out, as I already mentioned. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is um, a little bit on the more negative note, and it's with uh, the Houston Cougars. Um, they have two huge injuries. One to their best player, Marcus Sasser, who I believe broke a bone in his left foot. So, he is out for the season. He was the leading scorer for Houston. Um, and then, uh, Tremont Mark, I believe has to have shoulder uh, surgery, which is going to end his season. So Houston, uh, the team that w- was pretty, pretty clearly the best team in the American, now has two huge injuries. Uh, that's going to hurt uh, their chances significantly uh, to make another NCAA tournament run this year. Um, other than that, just a couple games I want to go through. I already mentioned kind of the Auburn LSU game. So wait,
1: Trevor, I, I actually I want to stop you because I, yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah, for yeah you. go ahead. Just something I noticed, Ben, I I wonder if you even noticed this. I want want everyone to go look at the ACC standings. There's only one ranked ACC team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only one, which is Duke. When was the last time, and I'm looking, there's only one other team that even got votes to be ranked, which is Wake Forest, and they only got four votes. They really aren't even that close to being ranked. When was the last time we had one ranked team out of the ACC?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, you know, the ACC had a rough year last year as well. I mean, Duke had a little bit more of a down year. North Carolina wasn't very good last year. But it's weird because the ACC seems to be trending, you know, on the on the downslope here these past couple of years. And they were the best conference just two, three years ago, at least in my opinion. It was either them or the Big 12. Um, so now the fact that they're having these down years, it's, it's definitely surprising. Duke is clearly the best team in that conference. And other than them, it's – you know, you're really like reaching to try to find another uh, contender in that conference. I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to see the ACC in that state. I mean, Ben, can you believe there's one ranked team? It's just Duke.
2: No, it's it's kind of crazy because, like, I mean, f- for for years the ACC was like the basketball conference. Like, you watch an ACC football game and it'd be like, hey, it doesn't matter; it's a basketball conference. Um, and now, like I mean, Trevor just said, obviously the SEC is playing well and, and the Big 12 has kind of taken over that, that reign the last couple of years and obviously the Big 10 had a strong performance. Um, so to see the ACC kind of dip in basketball is surprising because um, they've just always been a basketball conference and their football struggling this year too. So if their basketball is going to struggle, that conference is, is not looking too hot at the moment.
1: No, not at all. I, Trevor, I apologize for interrupting you. I, no. I just I, I had to point. No, out. totally. You can interrupt me uh,
0: whenever whenever you want. If I'm in a you know two minute, three minute spiel uh, talking about whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, this Trevor, time to <laughs> shut up. All right. Um, so yeah, to some games. So yeah, back to the the other game that I want to mention, which actually was earlier today. Um, Baylor played Iowa State. Now both these teams were undefeated coming in this game. I think we still have. Well, after this game, I think that's one less undefeated team, but we have about four or five undefeated teams left. Um, Baylor, who is ranked number one, did stay undefeated. They beat Iowa State today, 77-72. to Iowa State, who was number eight um, in the rankings, and really, you know, uh, just really a a huge surprise. I mean, Iowa State is a team who was picked— I don't know if they were picked last in the Big 12, but they certainly were, like, one of the bottom two, three teams in the Big 12— so they've been a huge surprise, and they've been just a very fun team to watch. Um, Baylor, uh, the the reigning national champions, really just continuing to roll, you know, in a similar way that they did last year, honestly, uh, with all this talent they have. They pick up another great win today against Iowa State, and uh, they're they're just looking super solid. Again, like, I've talked about this before. I don't have to, like, you know, constantly push it, like, but they have such a great combination of talent, Experience obviously, they have an awesome coach, um, and, and you know, Baylor's really solid. So, that's really kind of what I wanted to talk about from this week. Um, just a couple games that I was going to mention uh, for the upcoming week. Three of the best ones I think Purdue and Wisconsin on Monday is a game to look out for. Uh, Purdue is still ranked number three, uh, Wisconsin's ranked number 24. That should be a solid game in the Big Ten. Uh, then you have LSU and Kentucky, they play on Tuesday. That's probably the single game that I'm most excited about just because, again, I really like watching this, uh, this SEC conference this season, so really excited to watch that game. And then on Saturday, we have Kansas and Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech just getting into the rankings. They're at 20, 25, and then Kansas is at number six. They've been super solid uh, for the most part all season. Um, you know, So three good games there, but um, if you guys didn't have anything else, that's pretty much covers it for college basketball.
1: Yeah, perfect. Let's let's move on over to college football. I'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff. Uh, we had two relatively boring games, uh, but we'll, we'll start off with uh, Alabama and Cincinnati. Ben, I I know you were with a lot of a lot of Cincy fans, and I'm sure. I mean, this game obviously didn't go how anyone would have wanted. However, I mean, they made it. You know, they made it to the playoffs. So what what was like the uh, the the, the the, like the vibe that you got from the fans, the Cincy fans you were with, and your thoughts on the game. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, they made it, but, I mean, I, I knew a lot of people that thought that they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to win. No way. Um, and I said on the podcast last, last, or whatever, two weeks ago, that I think you could tell a lot by the first half. And honestly, it, and I think a lot of the national media is like, I've seen so many people rip on UC. They don't belong there, blah, blah, blah. First of all, they absolutely belong there, because if who, I don't know who else you'd put in there if they're not going to be in that game. Um, newsflash, Alabama would have beat a lot of teams by a lot of points. Um, but in reality, I, I don't think the score showed. I, I really think it was a closer game than what the score showed. It was not a terrible game at all. I mean, the first half, you, or Alabama was up two scores for a lot of it, yeah. But it was not a total blowout. Um, I think Alabama scoring at the end of the game and UC turning the ball over um, on like Alabama's 20 made the game seem like it was a lot further fetched than what it, what it actually was. I, I think I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. Um, and obviously the you know the the Cincinnati fans that I was with they enjoyed it and yeah they were happy that they were there but they wanted UC to win and and uh, they thought that UC had a chance and I don't know Cincinnati played well I, I just think it came down to what I think a lot of people assumed it was going to come down to was that Alabama was just better they just had better players on the field um, and I think the biggest difference was on the on the uh, the offensive and defensive line Alabama's defensive line was just far superior to uh, to Cincinnati's offensive line they're running a lot of these twists that. Cincinnati just couldn't pick up, and they were getting to Desmond Ritter very quickly. Um, but I, I do not. I have talked to a lot of UC fans, and they are not upset about the game at all. They're happy. Obviously, they're happy that UC was in the game, um, and they're happy that at least in their eyes, they didn't get completely embarrassed. It wasn't, you know, we're not talking Ohio State in 2016 or Oklahoma in 2019 losing by 40 points. Um, it was for the most part a decent game that was not a total blowout. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a mismatch, but. Um, I think UC fans are, are happy with their performance, and again, I guess at the very least, they're happy that they were there, and they had a chance to play Alabama, um, and didn't look as bad as I think a lot of teams would have looked at, at playing Alabama this year, because newsflash, flash, this Alabama team's pretty good, they're pretty good, Bryce Young's pretty good, and he was, he was, uh, he was a big difference maker in that game yesterday, um, and obviously, we'll see what happens when they play in the championship game, but I think a lot of people are assuming that they're going to win the championship this year, because Nick Saban's a, a monster, and they, they just played well. They played well. Um, but it is what it is. I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot, of, whole lot other things to say other than Alabama was just the better team. And it's just what it is.
1: Yeah, it, it's interesting you say all that because I, I agree with mostly everything you said. If you look at, like, the stats, it looks like it was – Well, on,
2: loss, on paper, so. it was – like, even at halftime yeah. on paper, I was like – at halftime, I remember saying Alabama should be up by 40 based on these stats.
1: Yeah, I agree, and there was a lot of like defensive possessions where I was like, "Cincy's really doing a good job." It was only twenty-seven to six. It's not like it was fifty. That's what I'm six, saying. Like,
2: there's been you know? way bigger blowouts in the college football playoff than mm-hmm. that game. So I don't. Know. And,
1: and I'd argue that the second game was a. It felt like those two teams were way further yeah. apart than Alabama and I would Cincy. Agree. Yeah, and it, which is wild considering you know the vast differences. If I was a Cincy fan, I would just be so ecstatic. They're the first team that is isn't Power Five to be in the college football playoff. They played an incredibly difficult Alabama team uh, that has probably 10 guys that will be in the NFL next yeah. year or something like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, and not that since he doesn't have great players either. I mean, their running back was a transfer from Alabama. They have the two cornerbacks, Kobe Bryant and uh, what's the other guy? Sauce Gardner,
2: right? dude, hasn't given up a touchdown yeah, in his Soss whole Gardner, career. Who's,
1: who Sauce Gardner, who's probably going to be a first-round pick. Oh, he'll pick.
2: definitely be a first-round pick, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, they, they have great players too. I'm not trying to... Say anything bad about Citizen, but they should be really proud about their performance. I mean, the, the offense is not, it was never a great offense this whole year. It's not like it was some dynamic, no. you know, offense. So it was going to be tough to put up points against an Alabama team. But overall, it was, it was. I was pretty pleased with what I saw from the game, especially from Cincy. I mean, I expect Alabama to win. They're the number one team for a reason, but we'll have to wait and see. Trevor, final thoughts on this game before we get to the next game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much said it all. I mean, like, I think Cincy fans should be happy. Like, the fact that they made it, they were undefeated. I mean, it was a great season. They had a couple signature wins, like the Notre Dame win, uh, the Indiana win. Like... They had a good season, and I think that's something to celebrate, and I think now you want to try to replicate that. Obviously, it's hard to replicate an undefeated season, but you want to try to, you know, consistently have seasons where Cincy is in the mix. You know, they're a top 10, top 15 team year in, and year out. I think that is kind of the goal now, to see how they can continue the success they had this season.
2: Also, real quick last thing. Um, shout out to UC fans, because I, obviously I knew a lot of people down there, and Couple of us, we were like, we were texting them down, down at the game, and we, I, cause I wanted to know, I, I wanted to know, what's the comparison? Like, UC to Alabama fans, I assumed to be mostly Alabama fans, cause Alabama fans are everywhere because they're good. Um, and I, we got multiple responses that said it's, it's a, it's UC fans by a good amount. UC fans outnumbered the Alabama fans down there by a good amount, and maybe a lot of that is just casual wow. fans that don't like Alabama, but it seems like there was a lot of Cincinnati fans down there. Um, and if you can outnumber a fan base like Alabama, which again has a lot of fans that are just fans because they're good. Um, impressive so it was it was a cool thing to see it again and um it was kind of yeah just like kind of a big celebration for for college football in general
1: i agree i a thousand percent agree let's get to our other uh you know uh college football playoff game which was of course georgia and michigan i mean this was i understand the score was 34 to 11 but this this was a complete blowout Uh, these two teams were not anywhere close to each other at all it's sad to say uh but i'm very again more than happy on this michigan season I mean, I wasn't projected on the win. I didn't think they'd lose this badly, uh, but there's a lot of hope for Michigan moving forward. Um, Trevor, I'm going to pass this off to you before I talk about the hope for moving forward uh, and have you get your thoughts on this game. Yeah, I mean, the big surprise for,
0: for me was just that, uh, really, how well Stetson Bennett played. Uh, you know, the quarterback for Georgia. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect him to throw like like he had a couple passes where he was like kind of maybe not threading the needle, but he had like the one downfield pass that was probably like a 25 yarder where he completed there were just some nice completions and i was like wow this is a little bit surprising obviously they have you know kind of their star uh tight end brock bowers who you know had the one touchdown and you know they have a ton of good players have a ton of talent but i just really expected michigan's defense to do a better job of keeping them in the game you know i didn't necessarily expect georgia to be able to put up 34 points um i thought it would be a closer game i did think georgia was going to win but it ultimately, like, I was just a little surprised at how easily Georgia was able to move the ball in in that first half in particular. And then, uh, you know, there there was like that one call where they didn't miss. They missed the pass interference, um, which was just horrible. I mean, by that point, the game was pretty much over anyway. Uh, But at least, you know, just, you know, one thing there that I remember seeing when I was just like, I don't. I wish plays like that were reviewable, but for the game overall, I mean, Georgia was a better team, Uh, Michigan was outmatched, and I didn't completely uh, expect that.
1: Yeah, I I mean, ultimately this season came down on Cade McNamara. He's just not that good of a quarterback, and that obviously showed very clearly in this game. However, saying all this, this was a complete W of a season for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I mean, they destroyed Ohio State, completely dominated them. The recruiting gains that we're getting on this season, the confidence in Harbaugh, the excitement for the program has been like completely renewed. A 12 win season, I mean, that's nothing to be upset about at all. Uh, so I'm incredibly happy with this team. I also think they're going to be quite good next year. JJ McCarthy is going to be a great quarterback uh, for the next two years, and I'm very excited to see him play. Um, anything else we want to mention? College football. We got a lot of college football. We're recording this on Saturday, so not all of the the New Year's Six bowls uh, are are over. I guess not. There's not six at least I think, but uh, they're not all over, so we're not going to do a ton talking about them, but uh, we can move to NBA uh, if you guys are ready. All right, yeah, sounds good to me. So, Trevor, the NBA, a uh, lot, of, lot of good stuff going on, a lot of games and people out with COVID, games being canceled, ton of stuff going on. What are some of the main headlines you want to talk about from the NBA what's your good bad and your small ball award for this week? yeah
0: so you know it's a new year we get, we gotta get start off with the good you know and there's a couple players that I want to talk about you know uh, a couple superstars that maybe didn't start the season as well as you would have liked well Harden in particular I guess I'll start with him James Harden didn't start the season as well as you would expect um you know but James Harden these past couple years he's kind of been known as someone who starts it slow kind of plays his way into shape it seems like he doesn't I don't know how much James Harden works out in the off season. Doesn't seem like it's necessarily a ton, um, but he, you know, he works his way back in the shape. He's regardless, he's an incredibly talented and skilled basketball player. So he's now been in such great form with Brooke, with Brooklyn. Uh, KD has missed some games. Uh, in the past couple weeks, and Harden's really been picking up slack. He's been playing very well. Uh, Brooklyn's currently tied for the one seed, uh, still with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Bulls fans very, very happy with their team right now. I, I talked to quite a few of them. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets, you know, the fact that you know, Katie has missed some games now. He's been out with like the protocols and stuff like that. And Harden's been able to in those couple games, you know, come out and play like the player that we, we know James Harden to be normally. Um, I think that's a great sign for for the Brooklyn Nets. And then, you know, obviously with this whole Kyrie situation, we're going to see when exactly he comes back. I don't know when his first game will be back, Um, but once he comes back, that's going to be interesting because on paper you look at the talent that obviously the Nets have and it's probably the best in the NBA. So we'll see how that continues to uh, you know progress throughout the season. Uh, The other player, LeBron James, Brandon's guy, you know, the – one of the biggest LeBron fans I know is Brandon. Um, and LeBron has been insane. He, You know, the Lakers, eh, not, not so great. But the fact that LeBron has now put up 30 points... I think in seven or I think it's either seven or eight consecutive games now. last night against mm-hmm. the Trailblazers he scored 43 points, 14 rebounds. I believe he only had zero turnovers. Um, I'm not looking at the box score, but I think he might have only had he, I don't know if he had a turnover. He was insane last night. yes, it's against a bad Portland defense, but the consistency of just this this scoring outburst uh, that LeBron has been putting on just been playing so well, trying to keep the Lakers in the picture keep them in contention, um, and here they're still right around, I think, that 8-9 seed right now are the Lakers, and they're really struggling, but the fact that LeBron is kind of keeping them above water is obviously huge right now, and the fact that he is still doing that uh, now at age 37, uh, just turned 37, I believe, a couple days ago, so the Lakers, they're currently the 7th seed. They are LeBron is keeping them above water. We'll see how long it can last. That's something that you have to worry about if you're a Lakers fan or a LeBron fan um, just because he's playing so many minutes. I mean, if you look at uh, the players that have played the most minutes in the NBA, LeBron is near the top. He's in the top five, I think. I think him and I think Kevin Durant is also near the top in terms of just uh, the average minutes they play a the game. LeBron has been averaging around 37 minutes per game this season. And then in the last couple weeks, it's it's all I think. even above that, it's been more like 38 or 39. So he's playing a lot of minutes. Um, you gotta worry about that a little bit. But it, the play is insane at at this age. At age 37, um, I think the one set I saw that uh, LeBron had the highest scoring output um, of anyone age like 37 or above since Kobe did it in his final mm-hmm. game when he scored 60. So so just some incredible stuff from LeBron, obviously. Uh, LeBron or Brandon? Did you did you want to say anything about LeBron? Obviously, you are uh, a big LeBron fan, uh, the LeBron representative of this podcast, I guess we could say.
1: Yeah, I just think it's upsetting that uh, the Lakers are just, it's they're just wasting this away. I mean, this team's ridiculous. You, you look at like uh, Russ. I can't. I can't. Did we just talk about this, or did we talk about this before the pod? We were talking about it before the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Russ Russ has been a big issue. There's a lot of other issues with the Lakers, but. Uh, it's it's I it makes me so upset that they're just wasting these years of LeBron, and the Lakers got him for two more years or something, so or maybe one more year. So yeah, I don't know. It's sad.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's really and and obviously Rob Palinka is maybe the first person to blame. He is the GM. This is his job to construct a really good team around LeBron. And frankly, last year they kind of had the team, right? Like they they still had Caruso, they still had KCP, they had Kuzma, and now you look at. These guys on other teams kind of having success now. I mean, KCP, he was known for his defense. Caruso, kind of known for his defense. Uh, uh, Caldwell Pope could also, you know, hit the three pretty consistently. So, and they obviously, I've talked about this before, but they replaced them with players who don't really, frankly, play defense. Um, so that's a huge thing. The, Laker, the Lakers' offense is actually pretty good, despite the fact that, you know, they might not always have the shooting around LeBron, but. You know, Westbrook still, you know, he's a really good passer. He's really good at creating in transition, especially. And that's made their offense pretty good still, despite the fact that they don't necessarily have, uh, you know, a ton of great shooters around LeBron. But it's really the defense that's the main problem for them. Uh, but let's move on from the Lakers. A couple other teams to mention who have not been in great form. Uh, the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, honestly, like, they just, they just blow big leads, like, consistently, like it's it's incredible actually the way that they managed to blow some of these leads uh on christmas i was watching their game against milwaukee they were leading the entire game essentially leading the entire game Giannis has a big push uh in the fourth quarter and milwaukee ends up winning that game and this has happened you know quite a quite a number of times this season with the boston celtics you know obviously you know they don't really have a true point guard right like the teams kind of build around Tatum and Brown who kind of do like the your turn my turn thing and they don't really have a true point guard so that's kind of their problem and then the other team uh is the Portland Blazers. I mean the Blazers are kind of spiraling right now like CJ McCollum's been out obviously for a little while uh you know with his injury Damian Lillard didn't start the year out as well but has been playing better recently but it's again with them similar to Lakers it's really their defense that's a big problem there and I think they're probably even arguably even worse than the Lakers on defense. Um, I mean, obviously, Dame, Damian Lillard, as good as he is offensively, he's a little bit undersized, you know, so his defense isn't as great. You look at C.J. McCollum's not the greatest defender. They have Norman Powell, who's also, you know, usually plays the three, I guess, when C.J.'s in the lap, but he's only like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, um, so they rely on guys like Nurkic and Larry Nance to play defense, and really the Blazers, that's their biggest flaw, you know. And I would imagine that they're – one of the biggest teams that's rumored in trade talks, you know, here coming up to the trade deadline. So we'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's finally time for them to break up Dame and CJ. Unfortunately, I love both of them. Uh, they're, they're two of my favorite players, but I think it's finally time uh, that, that one of them should go. I think, I mean, ideally you'd, you'd obviously keep Dame and, and CJ would be the one that you would deal, but I think it's finally time. Uh, last thing, small baller player of the week. You know, I know that technically maybe this shouldn't go to like an amazing player, but I can't not give it to John Morant. He's just been, in, he's just been insane recently. Um, and he's one of my favorite players, players in the league currently. He's definitely going to be an all-star this year. He should be. Um, so it's John Morant for me. He's, he's my uh, small baller of the
1: week. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I love – I feel like John Morant's at the point. We can't give him a small baller award, though.
0: Yeah, it, it's so tough because, like, I, I, I've given it to Steph now – I've given it to John Morant now. I forget who I, I gave to Anthony Edwards the one week I think, which, you know, I gave it Darius Garland too. But it's just it's just so tough when this player is playing so well, and I'm watching. Him, I'm like, I gotta give it to this guy. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to try to stray away from Hey, that. I.
1: Yeah, it's it's gotta be a player that like it can't, John Morant. I mean, one of the best guards in the league. You know. Mhm. Just watching him so, destroy we, the Lakers. We'll know, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. We'll move along here uh, to, of course, trivia. Trevor, what is the current scoreboard on our trivia?
0: Yeah, so uh, you and Ben are in a a tie. You guys both have eight points. I'm right behind you with uh, seven and a half.
1: Okay, so it's very, very close. close. This is a big week. This is a a very, very big week. Um, So first up is actually going to be you, Ben. You're going to be asking a question to me. I'm going to be asking Trevor. Trevor, you'll be asking Ben.
2: Oh, all right. I get to go first. So I'm. Who am, I'm asking you, Brandon.
1: Yeah. Whenever you're ready.
2: Okay. So, Brandon, my question for you has to do with football. Um, and here's where I got to this question. Naturally, as I was, you know, spending most of my free time like I usually do, I was reading Joe Burrow's Wikipedia page. That's what I do in my free time. Um, and it got me. It got yeah. me thinking. He won Mr. Mr. Ohio, Mr. Football, Ohio, the best high school player in Ohio. So it got me thinking. I I was like, yes. I'm gonna go check out that list. I haven't checked out it. Checked it out in a while. Um, so I was looking at that list, and I thought of this trivia question, which I actually really like, Brandon. So here's what it is. Of the – I don't know. I want to say it's like 34 winners, something like that, um, of Mr. Ohio. Okay. They, start, they started in 87. So, you know, 30-plus years of Mr. Football. Okay. Ohio State has had 12 of those players go to their school, meaning you know, 12 of those players have gone from high school to Ohio State. Makes sense. They're getting the best players in Ohio. What school – has recruited the second most Mr. Football winners. What mm. Ohio State has the most. They've recruited the most to their school on this list, the best players in Ohio every year. What school, what university is number two on that list, do you think? Who do you think has has gotten the second most recruits in terms of best players in Ohio every year?
1: I mean, I'd figure the Ohio schools will have a lot. So it's either going to be like a or. Kent State, OU, Bowling Green, Miami. One of those teams. Cincy's the next biggest. I know Mr. Ohio, this past year, is Drew Aller.
2: That is correct. From Medina. That is correct.
1: Um, and he's going to Penn that State. That is correct. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like you'd be asking this question because the answer is Cincy. And additionally, I think it just makes the most sense that Cincy would be the next. I don't, you know, besides Ohio State, it would be the team that has the next most. But could you be throwing me for a loop here and is it like a bowling green you know the alma mater or is it like a Michigan or uh, Indiana or something like that that's that's going to be the question Benny I, I don't know I mean I, I feel like I'll just go with my gut it's going to be Cincy I won't beat around the bush here I, I feel like it's a if I'm if I get it wrong I won't be unhappy that I said Cincy because like that kind of makes the most sense you get what I'm saying like that 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 would be the answer that I think is logical so I'll go with Cincy final answer
2: Cincinnati is correct, Brandon, and I, I wasn't trying Ooh. to push Cincinnati propaganda on you or anything, I, I really wasn't thinking that way. I was just, I just thought it was an interesting list to look at.
1: And they deserve um,
2: it, so. Cincinnati. And honestly, if you think about it, it makes sense. They're probably the second biggest right. college football program in in Ohio, so it makes sense. Um, but I was thinking, I, I was saying after
1: this year, they're definitely
2: absolutely. Biggest. Um, yeah, they might, the the the, they might be the best. They might. might. It looks like this year. I'd say they're probably the best. Yeah. Um, I agree. But it was just an interesting list to look at, and I was I was hoping maybe you would you would think more Power Five schools because Penn State's on this list. They have two, um, if you count Duvaler this year. LSU's got two, and I guess LSU you get Joe Burrow kind of, um, but they, LSU has the 2020 winner from Roger Bacon on that list. Um, shout out Bowling Green; they have two, they have two as well. So I don't, yeah, I, I guess it wasn't a super tough question, but it was something interesting. O- obviously, Ohio State was going to be number one on that list. I wanted to see if you could you could do number two, and you you, you seem to. Uh, to have gotten it no problem so you're welcome I just gave you the lead in this competition I am from, from now on asking you impossible questions
1: that was a good question <laughs> that actually was a good question yeah it was, a, it was one of those fun trivia questions alright um, I, I mean I guess I'm sticking with the pattern here Trevor I'm sorry I have a relatively difficult question uh, to be honest with no you no surprise so we have Jonathan Taylor in the NFL he has uh, 1600 yards 1626 to be exact uh, it's possible he hits that 2k number you know that's a big number we do have an extra game in here um and i mean that'd be quite a feat from a 22 year old so here's my question how many players have rushed for over two thousand yards in a season and i will give you a i don't know how many point or how many player buffer i should give Oh, I don't know. What do you think is fair, Trevor? What what type of buffer should I give you in bed? So the
0: question. So the question ben. is, how many players have rushed for uh, two thousand yards in a single season in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I think I think I'll give you a two player, but so two you within two.
0: Okay. Okay, so within two, so if I guess seven and it's nine, then I get the point.
1: Yeah, and actually, because potentially. This because last time we had the same thing where Tr- Ben kind of had a clue. Ben, I want you to uh, type in Discord here. Type. I want you to type an answer. Okay.
2: Right T- now. Type hit answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and type. Type your answer, Trevor. Go ahead and th- go think through your process. Well, don't Trevor look can look.
2: Then Trevor's gonna look at my answer.
1: <laughs> just don't look at it, Trevor.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> or text it to me. I'll ben, just text. I'll text it better. to you. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, Trevor. Go ahead through your thought process. Okay. Um. The infamous Trevor Thaw process. So,
0: NFL. Okay. So, so running backs in the NFL who have gotten at least two thousand yards in a single season. And Jonathan Taylor, you said is at what? You said like almost seventeen hundred or around there, right? He's at six one thousand six hundred twenty six okay. currently. Sixteen twenty six. Okay. So I believe uh, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry did it last year. I think, or maybe he was. Maybe he was. He was definitely close. If he didn't get it, I feel like he might have done it last year. Um, but I'm not too sure. Uh, but you, you just think about, so obviously, you know, it's a, it's more of a passing game now. So this is really impressive what Jonathan Taylor is doing right now. Um, but I would imagine that this has happened quite a number of times. Like, I don't think it's, it's definitely not a small, I don't think it's like less, it's definitely not less than five, obviously. Like, it's definitely a decent amount of players, I would say. Um, so I guess if Ben texted you the answer, then I don't necessarily have to hide my thought. Process. See, I'm like, do do I hide my thought process now, like, or do I, or am I free to to go through it? That's one of them. Yeah, to it's tough. It
1: Maybe I shouldn't be giving this type of question because it's a tough question. If I give you a buffer, it pretty much like that's that's a whole clue. Because then then you would know yeah. a couple answers not. So yeah. I guess you could go through your thought process.
0: Okay, so if Ben so if Ben submitted his answer, then has Ben submitted it? Like, like, ben that's 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 probably the fair way to do it, if that makes sense.
2: Yes, I have submitted um, my answer, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I sorry, I have submitted my answer. I think get that much time to think about, though, I'd like to point out, so I kind of just have to guess. Okay, got, yeah,
0: it is, it's very hard to think about. I'm, I'm going to end up guessing, too. But if I go through the thought process, Derek Henry, I believe, did it last year. I could be wrong. Uh, Adrian Peterson definitely could have done it. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson could have done it, Absolutely. Um, and then you look at all the greats, right? Like Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton. Like, you know, all of them could have done it. Um, that's at least, you know, five or six guys right there. Um, it's I think it's more than that. I think it's probably double digits. Um, but I'm going to give a guess. Honestly, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to... remember,
1: you have a two-point buffer. I do,
0: I do. I'm going to go with my gut. That's either I'm way. Just gonna, I mean, it's kind of a guess, which that's probably what Ben did. I think this is pretty tough. I'm going to say... Let's see, two thousand in a single season. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna go with an even number. I'm, I'm gonna say that ten players. Um, and, and we're going with players, right? Because there might be a there, like some players yes. might have done it more than once, but we're not counting that, right? uh, I'll we're say saying, that no, no players
1: done it more than okay. Once. No players
0: done it more than once. I'm gonna stick with my. I'm gonna so, stick with yeah. my guess. I'm gonna say it's
1: ten. Ten players. Ten players. Final answer. Yeah. So. Ben's answer. Ben, would you like to say your okay, answer? Okay, let's like
2: point out. I don't like my answer. Just say it. I guess six, but I feel like it's higher than that.
1: So the actual correct answer is eight. Oh my god! both gosh. would have gotten the point. <laughs> oh, but because it was yeah, Trevor's yeah, question, yeah. Trevor gets okay. it. When when you said your answer, Ben, I was like, "That's a good answer." Like I actually thought that was a good answer. Okay. And I was interested because I thought Trevor might go like eleven. And I think that's what he did last time; is he missed it by one?
0: I almost, I almost. So you guys both
1: would have gotten almost it, did. Uh, but Trevor will be getting the point today. Dang.
0: All right, cool. Okay,
1: oh. Trevor, is your turn to ask a
0: question. Oh, no. I get a point, a man. So my question. Pressure's on. I was consider, you know, I was considering giving double points, but my question is definitely. I don't think it's as hard as Brandon's question. Um, I don't know, but anyway, I'm not giving double points. I'm giving one point. Um, so here's my question. It's pretty simple, actually. Um, which team won the first NBA championship in 1947? So 1946-1947 season that was the first like proper NBA season. Um, and so that's my question. It's who was the first team? Which team won the first NBA championship? So obviously certain teams that have the team name may have had a different city, right? But I'm if you give yes. me the franchise, if you give me either the team or the city, Ben, okay. I will accept it as a correct answer. So if you give okay. me the city, it's a correct answer. Or if you give me the team name, it's a correct answer.
2: Yes. Okay, good. And that kind of helps me out because I want to say, I don't know if we've had this or I definitely feel like this has come up, this conversation. Um, and, like, my first instinct would be, and not I'm not an expert on the NBA or anything, but, like, I don't know, the Knicks have been around forever. The Celtics have obviously been around forever. Um, those are the first two that come to mind. But for whatever reason – I, don't, I feel like I vividly remember Brandon saying something about Philadelphia. And your your clued there. I remember they weren't the 76ers at that time. They were something else. Um, so Philadelphia is in my head right now. And I can't get it out of my head. And honestly, I don't want to overthink it because if I overthink it, I'm going to be pissed if it's something else. Um, or if it's Philadelphia and I'm like overthinking this. So you know what, Trevor? I'm just going to. I'm going to submit my answer. I'm going to say it's Philadelphia. I don't think they're the 76ers. I don't remember what they were. Philadelphia Warriors maybe or something like that. But – or Generals or something. I don't know. I'm going to go Philadelphia, whatever that team in Philadelphia was that year.
0: Interesting. You know what? Well, I guess I, – well, I was, gonna, I was curious to know if, if Brandon, you knew this. I, I guess if you I, – I don't know, you know it. I was going to guess the Celtics. Um, so, so Ben is correct. Uh, All right, let's go. It's, it's, oh, the Phil, wow. it's the Philadelphia Warriors. So you basically okay. had, had the team name too. It's the Philadelphia Warriors. Um, Yeah, they they won the first title, so impressive stuff. Uh, I just I remember like
2: I remember sitting on like a couch or something, maybe it was in our apartment, Brandon. But I feel like I remember Brandon saying that or somebody bringing up that. I don't know if it was a trivia question, but I remember talking about that um, because I didn't know at the time. And I I just for whatever reason I can remember Brandon or somebody saying that it was Philadelphia. So shout out to you, Trevor, because I don't know if we've had that question, but for whatever reason I feel like that's come up in our conversations before. So I appreciate you throwing me a point there, because I just gave Brandon a point, so I needed to catch back up.
1: Of course. Hey, hey that's that's what you need to and Look, the score is still super close. It's 9-9 nine, nine to
2: 8.5. I think that so, might be the most successful trivia round we ever had.
1: I know. I was about to say, we all got we all got our questions. So, you know, good job to all of good us stuff. here today. Very, very good stuff. Uh, and, Ben, I, I feel like, I mean, you had the question. Mm-hmm. I really liked your question. It was like one of those yeah. things, like, the more you Absolutely. know it. Um, let's keep it moving here and wrap up today's podcast with our NFL segment. Um, I'm going to start a couple headlines. Uh, let's see what we got here in the note. Trevor, we got the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, they have not had a great recent string of games. They are on a losing three streak here. Uh, they're at 10 and five and it seems like it's not going in the positive direction at all. Are the Cardinals last year's Steelers won 11 straight games and then lost their last six what do you yeah, think? I mean they kind of are like that, right? And and honestly, you
0: can almost say that they're almost like last year's Cardinals. Now, last year's Cardinals were even less successful than this team, obviously, because the the downslope happened earlier, um, obviously, and they ended up like eight and eight or nine and seven or something. But the last year's Cardinals were actually also good at the start of the year. Um, it was just a, a shorter amount of time. This Cardinals team was really good for the almost the whole season, right? whereas last year's Cardinals were good for maybe the first four or five games, and then they took a downslope. You mean Steelers? Um, and, and, the, and the Steelers, as you mentioned, they started off 11-0, and then you saw them kind of take a turn. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, right? It's like, it's hard to know exactly where to place the blame. It's like, Cliff Kingsbury has been criticized, you know, ever since he's been an NFL coach, and, you know, some of it's, probably deserved. I don't, I don't think he's really done that great of a job, um, but he seemed to turn it around this season, um, at least for a while, and now it's, you know, they've been losing the last couple of games. They lost to the Detroit Lions. They just lost to the Colts, um, and now they're 10-5. and five. So it's it's really strange. Uh, like, should we place the blame on Cliff Kingsbury? You know, is a little bit of Kyler. Obviously, Kyler hasn't looked as good, but Kyler seems like maybe he's a little injury-prone. It's like he got injured last year, and now is he a little injured this year? I don't know. I mean, he's a smaller quarterback. Um, but it's really weird, right? Like, obviously the Hopkins injury, you got to factor that in. But just even even without Hopkins, you would think that this offense would be more productive than it has been. I mean, putting up 16 points against the Colts, they put up like 12 points against the Lions. It's it's really strange. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you think about how the Cardinals have been playing lately?
1: You know, y- It's kind of weird. This has, I think, been a weird downfall. The the Steelers, like most of the AFC North, including the Browns, really, I mean, really the whole AFC North last year, had a relatively easy schedule. Um, So, you know, then at the end of the season, uh, the Steelers got a little more exposed when they played some of their more difficult games. Uh, the Cardinals aren't quite like that. I, I think the Cardinals have had some bigger injuries scattered throughout the season that have been kind of detrimental to the team. I mean, we've seen Kyler miss a couple games. Hopkins missed quite a few games. J.J. Watt isn't playing. So we, we've seen some bigger injuries from them. It's definitely kind of a big question mark. I, I'm interested to see where if they can get a little bit healthier, how they would do in the playoffs. I mean, they'll, they'll, they're going to be in the in the playoffs. you know. And it seems like potentially they could be like the Steelers, um, and, you know, be the team that everyone wants to play. Uh, and, you know, the Browns, obviously, of course, got lucky and got to play the, the, the garbage Steelers at that point in time. I mean, uh, losing three-streak is a, is a rough one. Three-game losing streak is not great. So, I don't know, I'm not sure. Ben, any thoughts on the Cardinals
2: and their losing streak? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like like Trevor said, it's and this is kind of a pattern now, and I guess it's not like this long pattern, but... Past couple of years where they start strong, they they, they struggle down the stretch, and I think the common theme has been Kyler Murray's health. He's missed some games. La- I mean, he missed games last year. He's missed some games this year. Him his ability to stay on the field has been in question. I guess like to an extent. I'm not saying he's missing massive portions of the season, but he's missing games here and there. um it, it, it I keep going back to that kind of this is early on in the year when they were I think they were still undefeated. And, J.J. Watt had that, you know, that quote where he said, "Everybody's making excuses for us. Maybe we're just better." Um, and now it's starting to see like, eh, maybe we were. We should have been making excuses because it doesn't seem like you are just better than everyone." Obviously, they have some flaws. Um, so I, I don't know. And then it's again, it's one of those things. I mean, they're they're in the NFC West, so they they play a tough schedule. Um, but it's just interesting how the last couple of years they've they've started trying, they've just dropped off, and it they struggle down the stretch, and they. The things that they're doing that are working early on in the year, they just they're not working, and teams are able to figure them out. So, I don't know. Obviously, they they have talent; they have a lot of talent on their team, but for whatever reason, it's just they can't put a whole complete season together. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, they already have a playoff berth this year; they're going to be in the playoffs, but it's a matter of what their matchup is going to be and, and if they can you know top the Rams and beat beat the uh, or top the Rams and win the division these last couple games. So. I don't know, a lot of questions, interesting team, very, very interesting team, a lot of playmakers, a lot of talent, but they just can't seem to put it together for a full 16-17 game season.
0: Although, quickly, yeah. I will say, maybe they want this, because the Cardinals have been a lot better on the road than they have been at home, actually, this it year. Is true. Is it's true, it's crazy. Really yeah. strange. <laughs> I was just
1: about to say something like that, is that they've lost five of their last eight, but four of those losses were at yeah. home, yeah. and some of them were against pretty terrible teams. I mean, at Detroit... Uh, At home versus the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers are terrible. Yeah. So, weird, wacky season for them. Final kind of, like, main headline here. We got to talk about the AFC North. I mean, uh, two of us have a lot of stock in this division. Um, And what's interesting is, genuinely, I could see every single one of these teams winning the division. Uh, Honestly, Mm. the only team I could see really not winning is the Panthers. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest, and and they're currently sitting in a playoff spot, I I think they definitely won't win the division. Yeah. But what's interesting is the other three teams have a path to win the division. Obviously, the Bengals have the best path. They just got to win one of the next two games. Uh, The Chiefs and Browns, not the easiest of games. Luckily, the Browns game is at home. Um, The Steelers need to win out um, and have the Bengals lose both. And the the Browns just need to win all their games and have everyone else lose out too. But it's pretty plausible. Um, for, for this to happen. I, I think, obviously, the Ravens are the only one that don't really... I mean, the Raven, the Steelers got to play the Browns and Ravens. They could easily win both of those games. Um, so it's going to be quite interesting to see how the AFC North pans out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ben, I mean, your Bengals are in first place. I'm going to yes. go to you first here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the AFC North? I mean, this has been a wild year for the AFC North. Well, it's North. just crazy. And it's...
2: I mean, we said this a thousand times, but it's so... It's hard to figure out, and, like, it just makes no sense, and... I guess I mean, it makes kind of it, people didn't think the Steelers would be great, so it makes it, some of it makes sense. But obviously, the Bengals have overachieved. The Ravens are basically a JV team at this point, and the Browns have underachieved. Um, and like like you said, somebody has to win it. Somebody's got to win the division. And I guess I mean if you look at you know the, the numbers, it'll say the Bengals have the best chance. Cause they just have to win one of the next two games. But not like they have easy games. They got the Chiefs and then at Cleveland. So um, it really is anybody's game you're right brandon i'd say other than baltimore i think it's anybody's division uh i just can't see baltimore with the team they have even if even if lamar comes back which i don't think he's coming back this week right brandon i think he's so yes brandon no
1: no i i actually don't think he'll be okay. playing the
2: rest all right so of the no lamar yes tyler huntley's good and trevor loves tyler huntley but the team around him is not that great so ravens are out but i really can like i like you said Brendan. i can really see any of the other three teams winning Okay. If yeah. Pittsburgh I mean, I if can... Pittsburgh beats Cleveland this this Monday, Cleveland's done. But then Pittsburgh they got to play the Ravens week week eighteen, and that like we said, the Ravens team's not that great. Um, mm-hmm. So they I can really know. see a path where the Browns can win out, the, the Steelers can win out, yeah. um, or maybe the Bengals win one of the next two games. Probably not this week. Maybe week eighteen at, at Cleveland. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of it, it perfectly sums up with this division this whole year, where it's like who knows what's gonna happen because nobody knows what's gonna happen these last couple weeks.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think the Ravens could still make a playoff appearance. Uh, it's a very much an uphill battle. I would not bet money on it, uh, but it is possible. Uh, and I definitely don't think – I think the division is kind of out of reach. I mean, a lot would have to happen. The Bengals would have to lose both games. The Ravens would have to win both. Uh, you know, the, the I guess they split the Browns. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter what they do at that point. But, they. I mean, they'd have to win both games. The Bengals would have to lose both. So it's a, it's a tough road. Tough road for sure. Trevor, any final thoughts on this before we move to talk a little bit about the MVP race? Yeah, I
0: mean, it is anyone's game. Uh, but but I, I have a hard time, I don't know, I have a hard time believing in the Steelers personally uh, with what I've seen from them. Maybe they can beat the Browns this this Monday, or what is it, Mon- is it the Monday night game? Yeah, I think it's the Monday night game. I wouldn't be surprised if they are at home, so they could beat the Browns. I think the Browns are the better team right now. I mean, I think the Browns' defense is is actually pretty solid. Um, you know, obviously relying on Baker isn't necessarily something you want to do, but I could definitely see the Browns getting a lead and then, uh, you know, pretty—I mean, maybe not easily winning the game, but I could. I think they'll probably win. Uh, but again, I, I don't like to, you know, declare declare these things because then I could easily be wrong. Uh, but, but I do think Cincy is the best team in this division, just from what we've seen lately. It doesn't mean they're going to definitely win the division, but they have been the best team um, as of late, and yeah, like I don't, I wouldn't count the Ravens out, like like you guys would. I think the Ravens would still have a better chance than the Steelers, personally, just because I, I think Tyler Huntley is is pretty good actually. And yes, they have a ton of injuries, but it's I don't know, it's there's still just a little part of me that's like it's the Ravens, their the organization, they they find ways. So I don't know, uh, it, it truly is anyone's division. Um, but uh, the Bengals are the best team right now.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. The Bengals are a very solid team, but let's move on to the MVP race. Um, Trevor, I like to start this off. I don't really think there's a lot of contenders uh, for the MVP award this year. But what do you think?
0: Okay, so the MVP race. I think obviously this is a quarterback award. As we have, you know, as as you look at like the most recent winners, essentially it, it has become a quarterback award, and it, you know it's hard to compare the best running back to the best uh quarterback in terms of MVP MB- MVP race but the word literally it's MVP stands for most valuable player and by all accounts quarterbacks are way more valuable than running backs they're way more valuable than wide receivers so therefore a quarterback in, in there maybe there's an exception to this but by and large the quarterback should win it um because they are the most valuable so i definitely think you could you know we can talk about jonathan taylor's season we could talk about cooper Cup's season we can show them love we can give them the respect they deserve they've been incredible jonathan taylor has pretty easily been the best running back now that henry obviously has missed most of the season um otherwise derrick henry and him would probably be maybe neck and neck for you know in terms of their statistics but jonathan taylor he's been the best uh you know, running back this year, Cooper Cup has, I think, pretty clearly been the best receiver. I mean, looking at his statistical numbers, what he's accomplished, uh, Cooper Cup's pretty clearly been the best receiver. But I just think the quarterbacks are definitely more valuable, and it's hard for me to to really say, oh, Jonathan Taylor deserves it or Cooper Cup deserves it. So it's going to be a quarterback. Like, let's, you know, it's going to be a quarterback. In terms of, I think, who, who should win it, I think it's really – Ultimately, I think it's probably between two players, and I think those two players are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, right now, I think Aaron Rodgers has the edge. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, but I'm going to sit up here and say that right now, Aaron Rodgers absolutely deserves it. I think he's been the best player in football this season. Um, he's missed a game, the game he missed. Obviously, the Packers have lost, but his record as the Packers' starting quarterback is 12-2. and Tom Brady's is 11-4. and Um He's thrown 33 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Tom Brady has 11 interceptions. Now he does have 37 touchdowns, and he has more yards. Um, but Aaron Rodgers has has limited the mistakes. Um, you look at like what is what they have surrounding them. I think overall Brady has the better supporting cast on his offense. I think you look at like both 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 guys have pretty good offensive lines. Uh, both guys have all right. I mean like the running backs are like. They're fine, like Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They're both solid running backs. I think the Packers have a pretty good running game, um, but the Bucks have a fine one too. Um, and then as far as the receiving core, I think overall the Bucks is better, but they have had um, some injuries, so maybe that makes it a little bit closer than it would have been before. But overall, you look at it, I think Aaron Rodgers has played better. Um, in particular, I think Brady may have lost it in that Saints game when they scored. Uh, zero points. They were they were held scoreless. Definitely not a good showing there from Brady, um, and obviously had a bunch of receivers out, so part of it's understandable. But overall, you look at what Aaron Rodgers has been able to do with this Packers team and elevating this team to the, having the best record in the NFC with what I would argue might be a slightly uh, less talented supporting cast on offense. I think Aaron Rodgers uh, does get the nod over Tom Brady.
1: Um, so I, I actually don't agree with you I this the MVP award like every MVP award is not actually who's the most valuable player it's just who has the better stats Brady's thrown the ball 632 times which is like 60 more times than the next highest or 50 more times <clears throat> than the next highest uh, amount of quarterback and he has more he's completed like 40 more passing attempts than the next uh, highest quarterback he's throwing the ball a lot i didn't realize he threw the ball as much as he did mm-hmm. uh rogers had a great season even while missing a game um and and i got, i still got to give it to brady he has significantly more yards it's like almost a thousand it's like 850 900 more he has four more touchdowns the picks don't really matter um and you know both are more than deserving and there's actually a lot of other players i think are also should be in the talk like cooper cup jonathan taylor matt stafford um you know i think there's other players that should be kind of in the discussion uh around it um but the you know i think i gotta give
2: it to brady i do
1: ben wrap up the mvp talk before we kind of look over games for next week
2: yeah i mean i i don't disagree with anything you guys said i think it comes down to to rogers and brady i just think it's kind of crazy we're sitting in the year 2022 and and we're having this this debate on brady versus rogers for mvp like it's 2012 again like it's just crazy I mean right, Brady's yeah. sitting at what he's like 44 and Rodgers is up for 30s 38 39 38. Um, and they're still playing at the top of their game they're still do- you know quote unquote dominating the NFL they're still having these career seasons um It's just super impressive by both of them I mean if I had to pick one um that I think would be the MVP, I don't know it's tough. I gotta break the tie because you know Trevor said Rodgers and, and and Brandon said Brady, <laughs> I think if I'm looking at the stats, and and again, I'm not sitting in this room with the people that are voting for this, but I think I would have to give it to Brady just because he's got, like Brandon said, he's got way more yards, um, he's got more touchdowns, and yes, he's played one more game than than Aaron has, but um, I don't know, and maybe part of it subconsciously is me factoring in that Tom Brady's 44 and he's playing this way, but I think at at this point I'd have to give it to Tom Brady, but again, it's going to be one of these two, and I think these last couple games will decide that, Um, but just super impressive by both of them at, at their age and again we're sitting in the year 2022 and we're having this debate kind of crazy to me because if you would have, if you would have told me 10 years ago that we'd still be having this debate on these two I, I, no way I would have believed you it's just absolutely amazing and I, I think none of us can ever say enough about how impressive it is that they're both still playing like this mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree I 100% agree both are more than deserving uh, for the award but let's look forward uh, to games coming up and talk about what what games are we most excited for this week? Uh, my number one's got to be Chiefs and Bengals. You know, the, if the Bengals show up, they can play against anyone. I think. You know, I'd still predict the Chiefs to win. I assume then you would even say the same thing. But I'm really really excited about this game. The other game I'm personally really excited for is the Dolphins Titans. I think the Dolphins are really good. They've won seven straight. Um, I'm super excited to see them play against this ten and five Titans team that is not to be messed with at all. They are a very very solid football team. Um, so it's going to be very exciting um, to see how they do. Uh, Trevor, I'm going to go to you. What, what, what do you think about the upcoming games this week?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I agree. I think the best game of the week is chiefs Bengals. That's the game that I am most excited for, um, personally. Um, also, you have the Cowboys-Cardinals, which is the game I'm going to predict. I think that's going to be a, a fun game as well. Um, the Cowboys have been looking really good recently. Um, I think they are definitely one of the, you know, they're they're one of the contenders in the NFC. I think they're in the top four you look at, and maybe we'll talk about this more next week, but, like, you have, I think, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, and I think the Cowboys are that fourth team. Maybe they're actually mm-hmm. higher than fourth, you could argue, and the Cardinals are probably on the outside of that group now based on their bad play, but I think that's going to be a good one. And then Brown Steelers, Monday night, I mean, that's going to be a huge game. It's, it's in Pittsburgh. I mean... Obviously, the rivalry—that's going to be a huge game, big big stakes for that one.
1: righty, so let's get to our oh wait no, Ben, 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 what what game are you most excited? I for mean, all, all the ones
2: you guys, you guys you guys said. I think you guys you guys mentioned all the great games. Honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm excited for the yeah. Bengals game, but I'm super excited to watch this Browns Steelers game because that has a lot of implications for the AFC North. And it I does. mean, whoever loses is done. Yes. I mean, that they're both playing for their life here. Whichever team loses is out of the out of the I guess division. Um, championship race, but they're not. Neither one's going to be a wild card. So I, for for this sake, it's it's win or go home for that for that game. So um, I'm super excited to watch that game. I think it's going to have a. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to end one of the one of the two teams' season right there. Which as a Bengals fan, I'm I'm cool with 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 both of their seasons ending on Monday. But one of them is going to end on Monday essentially. So <laughs> um, with me. I'm excited for that game. I really am.
1: All right. Lastly, here let's of course go to our game predictions. Um, What is the current score, Trevor? So Ben is in the lead uh, with five points.
0: He won the last time we did it. Brandon, you have four, and I have three.
1: Alrighty. so I I guess I'll I'll start it off here. I'm going to do the Rams-Ravens game. I stayed away from predicting the Ravens games this year. Uh, I feel pretty confident in this prediction. I got the Rams by 14. Uh, I'm sad to say it. If the Ravens were semi-healthy, this would be a, a good game. The Ravens are nowhere near healthy um and it's going to be a depressing game i think for for us ravens fans uh trevor why don't you go up next what are you what's your prediction for this week? all
0: right so i got the cowboys beating the cardinals by 10 points at home
1: interesting very very interesting ben wrap us up here
2: I- i'm picking a gross game ugly game lions at seahawks um both teams not good uh, Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Seahawks, but I, I think it might be a close game. I think the Seahawks, I think the Lions will cover I, I think it'll be a one score game, um, but I got to take the Seahawks. But again, I, gross game, real ugly game. If, if you're not a fan of e- either of those two teams, there's no way you're watching it. Um, just, ugh, I can't say it. I, uh, it's just a gross game, but I'll take the Seahawks in that game. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to say a buy number. It. Don't, I. It. I don't I'll say, say it. It. I'll say, Se- sorry, I'll say Seahawks by seven. Seahawks by seven.
0: Seven. Okay. okay. Gotcha.
1: Alrighty, well, I think we'll wrap up the pod here for today. Uh, we appreciate, of course, all the support that's been given, and we appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Of course, subscribe and leave that five-star review if you did enjoy this episode. Follow us on Twitter. The link is in the description, or you go to Twitter and look up at the small Baller. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!